so what I will do is I'll go around um, and I'll do like um, an official introduction for the podcast. I'll introduce Ben and Chris, and then I'll introduce you and we'll, we'll just dive right into the various topics we have. Okay, awesome. Can't wait. <laughs> All right. Carly, are you ready to go? Sweet. All right, let's go. Welcome back to the DI Scoreboard, everybody. I'm your host, Austin Hansen, joined as always by my co-host, Chris Werner. Hello, everybody. I am, I'm still here. Yeah, don't do that. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know what to do with that awkward pause. We're leaving this in. to the DI scoreboard everybody I am your host Austin Hansen joined as always by my co-host Chris Werner got a very special episode for you guys today so I'm excited for you guys to hear it we're also joined by DI sports reporter Ben Paglia he's reporting on the field hockey team for us this season Ben how are we doing uh doing well it's good to be back on the podcast again looking forward to talking about some field hockey (laughs) and Chris mentioned it off the top we have a very special guest this week uh, we've got Iowa Field Hockey's Ellie Holly. Um, Ellie, I don't know if you have an official title you want me to introduce you by other than team leader, fifth-year senior. Um, oh, no. you know, you've seen it all here. No, just a player in Iowa Field Hockey program. No, not at all. <laughs> Perfect. We'll leave it there. Um, and I, I want to start with this. Um, since I read your player bio, you're not from around these parts originally. Uh, and what brought you all the way out here to the cornfields of Iowa? Yeah, I, so I've been here for four or five years. I do not sound British at all. Like I don't say any British words anymore. I don't even waste my time. Um, so I pretty much basically sound American. (laughs) A lot of teachers have no idea I'm from England. Um, honestly, I went to a few schools. Um, as soon as I stepped downtown Iowa city, I was just like, this is beautiful. The campus um, but honestly, it was the coaches and just like the family tradition they had here. Um, yeah, I mean, the team are really, really close. And I, I honestly want to say we're one of the closest teams in the NCAA and just genuinely friends. Um, and you could see that even just like being, you know, on my recruit, my official visit. So um, I kind of just knew it. And I kind of love the small town kind of feel. So when was your official visit to Iowa? When did they first start to recruit you? It's probably been a bit since then now yeah I'm pretty I'm pretty old now 2016 yeah so I graduated in 2016 um I was actually applying to English universities and I was just like this is not what I want to do so um very British you take a gap year and you kind of you know travel grow as a person um and during the first few months I found out about America and um I started kind of talking to a few team a few like coaches and Michael Ball was like the one person that reached out to me first um, and he was like, come out, you got to see Iowa. Um, and then as soon as I came out here, I came with both my parents, which I think was really helpful because then they kind of saw, you know, what I was getting myself into. And then I just knew, honestly, like, I think I, I think I like um, totally started to come here, like maybe three days later after getting home, after the jet lag had like gone. <laughs> so along that same line, you talked about how long you've been here. What is your degree program? Have you graduated? Like, what are you, what are you up to now academically? Oh, we don't even know. <laughs> um, so I'm health and human physiology, and I want to be a physician assistant. 
distant. That's like the dream. Um, so I graduate in December. Um, I'm, I'm actually only taking one class right now, kind of with the COVID year and NCA giving all the, like every player an extra year of eligibility. Um, I took my chance. So all of our seniors are actually taking just one class. So um, it's actually really helpful. And it's kind of given me a different experience with like season and college. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for graduation and just kind of like the next steps. Um, yeah, grad school, crazy. Can't, I can't imagine really right now, but. <laughs> So Ben and Chris, I know I've been getting all the questions in so far. I'll let one of you two fire one off. Yeah, so I, I'll continue with the, the education. One of our questions was what, what you wanted to do after college, but you just said grad school. <clears throat> Were there any like professional field hockey or was that pretty much you knew you're going to be done with that after college? Um, there's definitely, um, you know, more levels that I could do, especially if I went home to England. Um, field hockey in England is like the number one sport. So there's so much like um, support and just organization out there. But for me, like, I just, I just know in my heart, I want to be, um, I want to be in the healthcare. That's just kind of where I am. I think the part of being like a team member, I know that I want to go into that um, after and still working with a team. Um, my heart, you know, is weird, but I really want to go into the emergency room. <laughs> So that's definitely something. Um, and the really nice thing for me is that I've actually been working at the hospital. So having the hospital so close, it's just been like a dream for me. Um, getting to know patients, like all they want to do is talk about field hockey. And um, I actually have patients that come to the games and it's just like, it's so sweet um, to really like be a part of the community um, and be making an impact. Um, so kind of going off of that, you know, just kind of talk me, talk to me about your journey at Iowa, you know, starting as a freshman and stuff, you know, how you've grown individually and as a player and just, um, you know, on the journey with your teammates too. Gosh, it's, for me, I think I really struggled the first year just with homesickness. I, um, you know, I mean, for any international, even, um, for people coming from the East Coast, a lot of our teammates, I mean, my roommate in college for freshman year was from New Jersey. Um, and the first few months can be really hard. And I think I really struggled with that, just kind of adjusting. Um, and it's a really different like kind of play here, I think. Um, England is very feisty. And I, I was used to playing with like 40-year-old women. Um, <laughs> so you kind of get to here when it's very youngsters and there's a lot more skill and fast. Um, and that was a really big adjustment for me. Uh, I actually really loved like the spring freshman year because like I just grew and I grew and I grew and every single week I was getting better. Um, so I think to compare my freshman year to my sophomore year was just I was a different person. Um, freshman year was more just kind of, you know, getting the nervous. I remember the first time I stepped on Grant Field, like the first game we had, I was so scared. I remember just like shaking in my uh, shoes. Um, but now like it's just kind of second nature to me. But yeah, I think honestly, for most players, like having that spring to grow is really helpful. The off season is huge for a lot of athletes. And I think I've just kind of tried to keep growing. There's a lot of um, terminology and like ways that Iowa field hockey kind of tries to be in the community. Um, so I think for us, it was kind of adapting to how Lisa Salucci wants us to be just as players, but also off the field. Um, and it was a lot of growth. Yeah, I think I've really, really changed. But honestly, for the better, I'm, I'm really grateful for these past five years. It's crazy how it's like two months left. It's it goes really fast. And everyone says that, but I don't think you really know it until it's done. 
Um, and just, you know, the team as well has kind of been on an upward trajectory ever since you've gone here. So I don't, how do you think the program's grown to since um, you stepped foot in Iowa City? I mean, I think we were ranked like 20th when I first came in and um, really struggled freshman year. Like, I think we were 7-11 and, and we definitely didn't have the season that we wanted. But I think honestly, that was so important for us to really like ask ourselves, what do we want? Like, what do we want a season to look like? Um, that sophomore year, we went into the Big Ten Championship Finals against Maryland and then went to the NCAAs for the first time in like five, six years. I want to say Lisa will probably uh, say I'm wrong. She knows every stat Iowa Field Hockey's ever done. <laughs> but it was a long time. Um, and I think that was just the start of kind of seeing what we can achieve. Um, and then obviously we've made NCAAs every year and we've definitely been higher in the Big Ten. And then the rankings every year I've been here, I mean, they've been so high each time and every week we're getting better and better. Um, and now my senior season, super senior season, we've been two since, you know, second week of season I mean that's just huge that's so awesome and I think it definitely shows the work rate and the commitment that the girls put in um there's about 11 of us who've been here for four years and I'm just really proud of all of us for like the work we've put in and it just it's I'm glad that it's finally showing mm -hmm. and what's that bond like between you and um all the upperclassmen who have been there for so long now and just been through so much I mean the especially the seniors and the super seniors we've known each other since 2018 um and I mean for people that don't know kind of the student athlete lifestyle you spend like four or five hours a day with each other and then bring when you're traveling you know you're spending the whole weekend with each other and I think that is so helpful for like the connections we have we genuinely all just love each other I mean off season so much fun because we can hang out and like actually have those friendships but I think that is why we're so good is that like the friendships are so genuine and real that like when we go into these games, you know, we're so we're so good with like communication. I mean, think that's something we've worked on since my sophomore year is just like how we talk to each other. Um, we have this really cool way of this year. We're like looking at um, the four P's, we call it, and kind of the four personalities different people can have. And it's like just like even for Lisa to be thinking about that and how people are so different with communication. I mean, it's, yeah, it's crazy how long we've all known each other. I mean, the four super seniors, Maddie, Emily, Nikki, and I, um, we've, we've been through a lot and yeah, we've, especially with the pandemic, our senior year, that was really tough. Um, yeah, these five years have been amazing. <laughs> what are the four keys that uh, y'all talk about? Four P's, it's person. So your person, person, people, a pressure, a purpose, and um, pursuit. So it's kind of like four ways that I'm a people person. So for me, like I need to feel like kind of needed and valued and how can I help? Like, how can I support the team and make this team better? Um, a lot of people will, some of the people, you know, like a pressure person, we can say to them in the final minutes of the game and it's like, we have to go score this goal and it's not freaking them out, but for like different people, um, they won't respond to pressure like that and it will kind of like override them so especially as an athlete to know that just for us to our team that different people react differently and I already know like automatically ways I, so I don't know if anyone knows it but like in we when we draw corners I'm the trapper and I'll kind of like um cool out the plays we're going to do and there are certain times that I'll talk to people in ways that I know can inspire them at that time to help us um, and I mean, that's just so cool for a program to be like thinking about like 
we're all so different as human beings to like know that someone doesn't want to be like, you have to score this. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, probably self from Ellie was like, you need to score this. And I mean, bless Locus Stribos, one of the best hitters in our team. I probably freaked her out for like a whole year, but now it's like, I know she doesn't respond to that. So, I mean, that's just, I think that just shows what an incredible program Lisa has made to be thinking just like how differently we all are. Um, we are all so different. Like this team, we have 27 girls. It is honestly beautiful how different we are, but we all just come together um, and we respect it. Yeah. You hit on it a that, little bit. Oh, go ahead, Chris, go ahead. I was just gonna ask how long the four Ps have been in existence on your team. Was that something you started this year or was that uh, something you guys have done in the past as well? This year. Um, so we kind of try to do each year have like a way of just like, how can we inspire this season? Um, we've had like commitment continuums. Um, we have always had our Iowa compass, which is kind of what we strive for is just Iowa field hockey players. Um, and then kind of, it really helps with the spring is that we talk and we'll read books and articles and we'll come together and like, how can we make, obviously we have our skills and we have our conditioning and the strength part of it, but how can we, you know, bring our mind to be better athletes um, I think that's kind of an aspect of sports that some people can forget especially in a team sport like it's all about how you connect with each other um, so we've done the 4p since preseason, and it's actually it's it struck me how how helpful it is for me yeah so I wanted you touched on it earlier um, the tradition here at Iowa with field hockey what's it like to play for a program that has that kind of rich tradition um, in field hockey I mean, it is mind boggling, especially like all in, in all of our locker rooms, we have like all the names of Americans, Olympians, all Americans, um, just like everything that we've like the history behind us, obviously, um, Christine Grant, the just inspiration behind everything is she's just such a role model to all of us. We are so inspired by her um, and just everything she's fought for, for us to actually be able to play, um, especially with Title Nine. And Lisa really helps out. I think having coaches um, who have been in this program and they, they have the history and they are part of the history, um, it's just inspirational for us. In, on the field, we have um, six banners and it's all of the years that we've made Big Ten Championship, NCAA tournaments, things like that. And during practice, I will just stare at them. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, like I'll compare the years. And it's like, I want to put our year on that. And I remember freshman year, we didn't do that sophomore year I think we added two years to each banner and it was just like that is what you know I want to put I want to come back to Grant Field in 10 years and be like to my children like I was part of that 2020 team which you know I think that's awesome so I love that we can create history now but I mean I have so much respect for everything all the women that have played for us yeah so Chris Ben and I know the story about Dr. Grant um, <laughs> but maybe our listeners might not be as familiar so I'll give you this chance to plug that story if you want to so christine grant i think she was originally from scotland she still has her accent not that i do um she i think she originally started the field hockey program or she wanted to strive to make women's support women's sport more appreciated more respected um she definitely strove for title nine and fighting for women in sports um, and she's been such an inspiration for that I don't think any of us girls would be here if it hadn't been for her. Um, and she has just impacted not only Iowa's program, but just like the whole country as a whole um, and everything she's fought for. I mean, yeah, she has been an inspiration for women's sport. And I 
honestly wish that every student athlete across the world knew Christine Grant. Um, they just named a school after her and I I think in uh, North Liberty, um, just because of everything she's done for girls and women and just the future of our sports. So when we have um, some of the University of Iowa's, you know, women's sports athletes on here, we always like to ask them, you know, how they feel like women's sports have grown and become more popular, um, particularly like women's college basketball, the WNBA, you know, how, where do you feel like women's sports are at in the U.S. and globally right now? And, you know, where do you feel like, you know, they're on trajectory to go popularity wise? That's a tough question. I mean, I really hope that it can improve. I definitely don't think it's at a point where um, it's equal at all. Um, but I do think it's getting better. Um, obviously with the kind of the NCAA women's basketball um, tournament last spring, that obviously raised a lot of um, press and media. It was just kind of the respect of like, where is the equality lying? Um, I do think it can definitely get better. Um, yeah, hugely. All right, Chris, <laughs> Ben. I've been controlling the conversation, so I'll let you two get involved again. I guess I'll ask Ellie, how much, how much time do you have? Because we got a lot more topics we want to get to. Um, oh, I got time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only in one class. <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot. That's, I mean, that's the life right there. Yeah. I wish I had that. It's kind of bad because you have so much free time. <laughs> that's true. Um, I guess I'll, I guess I'll go kind of towards this season. Obviously the first thing, one of our questions was, do you ever take for granted, like, how good this team has been? Do you ever catch yourself kind of becoming complacent? But with your story about the banners, it doesn't seem like you do. No, my gosh. I actually, um, I was talking to someone today, and they were kind of asking us if we're 8-0 and right now. And I just, I honestly don't know if the team realizes how good we are. Like, I really try to, like, put it into everyone's brains, like, how talented we are. We have so many talented players on our team. Yeah, I know. I you don't want to ever like take it for granted. We we obviously we strive on a QC, which is quiet confidence, um, and just kind of being respectful to our opposition. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, obviously we take each game as it comes. You know, the Big Ten this year is incredible. I think six of the Big Ten teams are in the top ten ranking. I mean, for the first time ever, that is it. Kind of shows the conference how hard it's going to be. Um, having two Big Ten teams we're playing two big 10 games this weekend. So um, we just kind of take each game as it comes. Yeah. We don't really take it for granted at all. Um, I actually, we can't, I kind of wish we were excited more. I think we kind of expect it on ourselves. But yeah. No, we're doing really, really well. Um, and just kind of walk me through the North Carolina game at the beginning of the season, you know, getting, getting that revenge after um, they bounced you out of the last tournament, you know, and just how good was it just to, start the season off on such a high note? Honestly, you do not forget a loss, especially a tough loss. And we have had three, four years of just the closest games with UNC, closest games in such important matches, like the final four and the elite eight, my junior and senior year. Um, UNC is the one team that uh, us, especially the older girls, we're just like, this is the team you want to be. And I think honestly, this year was just the year. Like it, we were so ready for it. We spent all summer working on it. And when it's your first, it's your second game. Like, you know, you have to be ready from the get go. Um, and I think we were, we really made sure we were. Um, I think a lot of uh, 
a lot of fuel from losing the fight in the final four game last season um, really pushed us harder. Um, and I don't think they were ready for it. I really don't. We came out so hard. We stepped on the field and I think we knew we weren't going to lose that game. I mean, we were ready to put everything in. Um, and I, we played so well. That was awesome. <laughs> and honestly, like the supporters, the wrestlers came and they were so loud. It was absolutely incredible. I mean, I'm actually really grateful for them. <laughs> Yeah, and kind of going off of that, what was it like to be able to put together a performance like that with so many of like the administrators and all the different athletes watching at that game? And was that the biggest crowd that you've ever had at a field hockey game? Yeah. So it was the student athlete kickoff for anyone watching, um, which meant like I think 650 athletes, they all came to our game. Um, and they were just cheering, supporting. I, I honestly, like I say this to most people that I meet that don't have a clue what field hockey is, but until you come, you have no idea like how much fun it can be just to watch. Like it is such a fast, just intense game. It's aggressive, but it's also just so skillful. Um, I think for, honestly for the, like the entire athlete body at Iowa to actually, you know, come and watch our games and, you know, watch such a brilliant game against number one versus number three, um, it was so much fun. Yeah. I mean, I, it's always great to be respected by other athletes. Um, yeah. I'm really grateful that so many people came supported. I don't, I honestly don't know if we uh, could have done it without them. <laughs> uh, and um, kind of going off of that, I don't, what would you want other people to know, like listening to the podcast about Iowa field hockey, like what y'all are about? I'll kind of let you kind of plug yourselves for a minute. I think honestly, besides like take out the athlete, um, Iowa field hockey, we strive honestly just to be better women, like to be greater people when you step off the field, when you leave the program. Um, and that is all down to Lisa Salucci. Um, at the end of the day, like the hockey season and your four years will end, but she is growing people here to be better women. Um, and I honestly can look at my teammates and just, I have so much respect for them. I mean, they are all growing up. You, you come here when you're 17, 18 years old and you're leaving home for the first time. And you just, I think the independence that people like make, I mean, our program is full of such hardworking women and, you know, our GPAs, I think we had like five people, like 4.0s this semester. I mean, 10, 15 people on Dean's list, like as a student athlete, I think that just shows like this program, we want more in the hockey, but I think we want so much more in, in like being part of the community. Um, we have so many people volunteering and working. Yeah, I'm, I think honestly, I wish people could see besides the athlete, just how what amazing girls are on the team. What do you feel like your role is on this team? Obviously this is your fifth season at Iowa. Do you feel like you're a leader now? I don't know. I guess so. <laughs> I'm like turning 24. I should probably, <laughs> I think so. I think I have a lot of experience. I've been here for a long time. I know at least once I, you know, I, a lot of the teams I've played against these opposition for four or five years. I know how each big 10 team plays. Um, I liked, you know, obviously I'm really supporting the freshmen. Um, I love to kind of give my knowledge to them too. And just try to kind of give my insight on, you know, in ways that I can help. I do think I'm a leader in some aspects. Yeah. But I think also like the freshmen lead me too. I think that's, we don't, we don't really do hierarchies in our team. Like everyone is equal. It's, it's really cool. But um, I do think just the fact that I've been here for five years helps a lot. Um, 
I'm pretty aggressive, I would say. <laughs> I like to just get on the floor and try to score a goal. Um, a lot of my goals are pretty much on the floor. <laughs> but yeah, no, I try to really help the team start fast as well. I think that's kind of been shown. And, and you talked about a lot of the mental side, like the four Ps and everything you guys do off the field. Is there anything on the field that maybe feels different than past years? Like you guys are even better than you've been in the past. Anything on the field you guys are doing better, you think? I do think the leadership roles as well. Um, having people here for five years and four years, that's really, really helpful. Um, we have a huge team this year with all four of us staying. We have 27 girls. Um, but I mean, the depth that that's given us, um, I mean, we are having subs like Sierra Smith, she subs in and she's one of our leading goals for the team pact. And I really think that um, having such a big team, everyone can kind of have different roles regardless of playing time. Like how can you be still be really impactful and important? I remember the games where it's just so important for each other that like you're growing and you're getting that time. Um, so I do think it feels different just with how many we have. Um, I mean, there's just so much talent on this team. I mean, and I really do think for the first time we're really connected. I mean, you're always trying to grow those units and that connection. Um, coming off of spring season, uh, we didn't lose anyone. So you, we've already got the ball rolling for this season. And I think that's honestly what helped us with the UNC game straight away too, is we'd been playing with each other for four or five months. So we already knew each other so well. Um, it does feel different this season, yeah. And with that, do you do you feel any pressure knowing that um, you guys are so talented this year? Do you feel like this is the year for doing something major? Obviously, final four last year. Obviously, we know we know what the next step could be. I don't know if it's pressure. I don't know if we kind of get overwhelmed. I think uh, there's four teams in field hockey right now that are unbeaten, and one of them's Penn State. And I think that's probably pressure for this weekend's game. I don't know if it's pressure though. I we see, you know, number two ranking and eight and zero. Oh, I think that's honestly just a target on our backs, and we know the same way we came out against UNC. Teams are going to come out and be like, "We want to beat Iowa. Like we want to make them go eight and one." Um, and I think we do feel that, but I don't think there's much pressure. I think we know that you know what we need for outcomes. We try not to think too far ahead. I mean, obviously, long term goals. We know what we want to achieve and kind of what we missed out on last season. But um, I think for us, it's just more like, okay, this Friday game, Penn State, how are we going to press against them? How are we going to outlet? Um, it's not really worrying about, okay, we have to go, you know, win the Big Tens. No, it's so far off. It'll come fast. But for us, I think that's why we are so good is that we really look just not too far into the future. So you talked a bit about last season. Um, what was sort of the roller coaster of emotions like you know coming back to campus in the fall thinking you're going to play and then ultimately you don't play a single game of field hockey until January February oh I mean even having school closed in March <laughs> they were like oh spring break's two weeks so here's me I packed like this tiny suitcase to go home um and then I was in England for like six months <laughs> I had no clothes um Came back in probably early July, had to do isolation in a hotel, you know, um, started preseason. And I think the day before the day, first day of preseason, the NCAA were like, you know, you're not doing a season. And that hit us really hard. But um, we uh, this is one really cool thing. And I think this just kind of shows like 
who we are as a team. Um, I think a lot of programs probably were like, okay, girls, go have a break, go home if you need to. School doesn't start for two weeks. We all went in a circle at Carver um, Hawkeye Arena and we knew that season was canceled. And one of the girls, she said, so are we still gonna train tomorrow? Because like, we all wanna train tomorrow, right? And the coaches were like, okay, like, all right, we'll see you at 9 a.m. Like season was canceled and we were already training the next day. Like we just wanted to get better. Like season, we knew there would be a season. Um, I think honestly, like what better way to just be like, I remember being like, oh yeah, like we can still train. Like that's like, we should take, shouldn't take that for granted. Um, so yeah, we actually, as sad as it was, like we trained so hard in that fall, which helped us in the spring, um, definitely. Is it like the little things like that, like the desire to get better every day and just having that mental edge that, it, you know, the Big Ten is going to be really close this year. So is that aspect kind of really important going into um, the next month or so with all those games? Yeah, I think we've all really strived to like make, make each other better with so many people on our team this year, like everyone's fighting for those positions. But I think the beautiful thing about that is like we're all pushing each other even harder. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I don't really know. What was your other question, Ben? Oh, uh, it was kind of just about like the Big Ten too being, um, you know, so strong this year. Um, I know we've talked about it before, but like it's um, like I think the top three teams are all in the Big Ten now. So, um, I mean, just how exciting is that to play against that high level of competition? It's exciting. It's kind of nerve wracking a little bit <laughs> just because every Big Ten game is going to be so tough and it's going to be so gritty um, until that like final buzzer is gone. I think, you know, you have not won the game regardless of the scoreline. Um, I do think, honestly, our competitiveness just within the team is going to push us really hard and um, make us strive to be better. Um, but I, th I think we know how good the Big Ten is going to be this year and how hard those games are going to be. Um, but at the end of the day, we just got to, you know, Penn State is this Friday and we, we, we got to win that one. So um, kind of not dwelling on the future too much. Mm -hmm. Do you pay attention to rankings like that at all? Obviously, the Big Ten's got one, two, three, y'all are two. Or is that something that you just, you never load NFHCA.com? You don't look at that. Oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> every Tuesday at 11 a.m. it comes out but until we play Michigan you know I think it will be very similar for the next few year, weeks you know and we have to make those results to keep being at two um, we know that um, I mean Sunday's game against Louisville was that was a big game for us especially um, regional for the NCAA postseason um, I do we do look at rankings but I think it's more just like oh we're two okay done training now for three weeks, uh, three hours, like how do we make us, us better? Um, but it is nice. I think it's a good, like, Hey, we're, we're, people respect us because the coaches, they vote for that. And, you know, to have other coaches supporting us. I mean, that's awesome. So do you think other athletes that say that they don't look at the rankings, like let's wrestling or whatever sport it is. Or I was like, we don't look at them. We don't look at them. Is that just a load of BS? Probably. I feel like you've got to look, it's cool. At least kind of fun it's good inspiration for each week. Um, especially, I mean, my sophomore year, I think we started 17 and then each week it was like, Oh, 16, Oh, 14. Like it just got better and better. And like, that's cool. Like it's fun. 
I'm sure the wrestlers probably, they know they're number one, but I'm sure they look at it to make sure they are. And if they're not, then they're probably going to have a problem. <laughs> See, I mean, that's, that's so, that's, <laughs> that's so refreshing because every other athlete I've talked to about that, it's like, oh, it doesn't matter until yada, yada, yada. I, I, I always think they're lying. And I'm oh, maybe they're not. Maybe we just like to look at the rankings. I don't know. <laughs> Either one. I don't know. I, I, I think it's awesome for us, especially because it's all coach vote, like coaches voted. And each week we've been getting more and more first place votes. And I mean, that's a huge respect for us. I mean, play like teams are watching us and seeing that talent we have. I, I think that's awesome for us to look at it. Yeah. No, we definitely like the rankings. So you mentioned the Louisville game, um, you know, last week, um, it was, it went into a weather delay, um, kind of how the UNC game and the tournament went last year too. So how did y'all kind of go about that um, a little differently? And that was my first thought. I was like, oh, it's UNC again. They called, I think it was one minute into the um, third quarter and they, they called lightning. And I was like, no. But this time it was totally different because we were already 2-0 up. And I think for UNC, we went into the lightning delay 1-0 down. And that, I mean, hugely for us with our motivation and just our confidence in ourselves. Um, I mean, UNC, I think, had that game not gone into lightning delay and stuff like that. I think it would have been a totally different game. We had put so much pressure on them. Um, I think that was kind of like our one downfall. But um, the Louisville game going 2-0 up was it was helpful. And we actually we already had film set up in like the two hour delay. We were watching film of that game and how can we make ourselves better. Um, but I think going into it 2-0 up 2-0 was really, really helpful. Um, but yeah, no, that was my first thought. Like, oh, it's once again, we were getting close and closer to our flight time. And I was just, yeah. We're all, you know, you've been in your uniform for like three, four hours. You're all soaking wet. And it's it's like, I just want to play. Um, it's it's tiring, but. Yeah, coach was telling me that y'all missed your flight back. So is that kind of a long bus ride back on Sunday? Yeah, it was a little tough one, especially when we weren't ready for it. We don't mind bus trips, but to have like a seven hour bus trip kind of sprung on you, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Um, but you know, we rested. It happens, you know, we got a win. I'm just glad we won. I think a seven hour bus trip on a loss would have probably been a bit of a bummer, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what happens. And, uh, we were all, I mean, we all said to each other, we're like, we'll stay here till 11 PM. If it means that we can go win this game, like, mm -hmm. right. We don't mind. We'll stay here till Monday. Like we'll miss the classes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Yeah. That's just kind of how the sport plays. Uh -huh. Does little uh, like adversity, things like that, does that kind of just help build the team's mental toughness up throughout the year? I mean, clearly all have improved from last season on that. I think so. Like little things kind of like inspire uh, like people differently. Um, and I think honestly, the break was really helpful. I think um, we all like were playing card games and hangman and like just having fun. And I think that just kind of shows the unity between us all um I mean yeah I think little things help and kind of those like adversities and kind of going down in the game there's so many different people that can step up and help um and then when like the lightning delay different people will be leaders and be like hey who needs to eat fuel who needs to put on some more clothes um like obviously having that but I mean that's the beauty of a team sport there's so many people that can step up in those moments um 
So I don't want to steal Chris's goal-related question. So, Chris, I'll let you ask this one. Yeah, I, I was just talking about you guys set those those goals, um, like, later in the season. I think you talked about, like, you want to take every game as, as its own thing. But do you guys have those in the back of your mind at all? Long-term goals, you mean? Yeah. 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 I mean, we draw them out in spring. Like we know. And I mean, we've had beat UNC on our long-term goal for probably three years and we can finally take it off. Um, I think the long-term girls, the long-term goals are inspiration for us. Um, just kind of to keep moving on each day. How can we get better? We definitely have goals. I think each year might from seeing from sophomore year, junior year, senior year, we have improved in the NCA each year to like the final four this um, this uh, spring season. Obviously, I don't want to say we want to get better, but we do want to improve this year. And I do think we have a shot. So yeah, we have long-term goals. We definitely have them. But I mean, you can't reach your long-term goals until you achieve the short-term. So that's kind of how we always, you know, we stay small and steady. And then looking, looking at your results this season, how nice is it to have a defense that uh, usually doesn't, doesn't allow very many goals um, what kind of freedom does that give you on attack, just knowing that they're pretty rock solid back there? We call them the Great Wall of Iowa. GWI, I don't know if anyone involved in field hockey has heard that slogan before, but they are the Great Wall of Iowa. Honestly, not much gets through. Um, during practice, when we kind of, like, offense will go against them, I'm like, I'm so glad you're on my team because I cannot get past Loka on turn Harper. And then Grace McGuire in goal, she's, like, saves goals. I'm just like, like, how did you do that? Like, how did you save that shot? Those four in the back, they're just unstoppable. Um, and it definitely helps offensively. Um, kind of, at, it kind of gives me the trust in them. I, even though I'm one of the oldest in the team, like if one of them tells me to step a certain way or take a player, like I'm just listening to them because I know they have so much knowledge. Um, yeah, they're so talented at the back. I mean, and even when they start creeping up, like there are times when, <laughs> Loka will make a ball to me and then we'll go score. And it's like, I really wish that she could get the assist because it really like these, these balls started from her. The goals, a lot of the goals will start from the back. Um, and I wish they could get the kind of assists, you know, appreciated more. Um, I don't know if I can help by saying that to them now, if they're watching, but I really wish they were appreciated because everything starts from those back three, um, especially on our outlet. The balls that they find, like they, they're inspirational. Like they're amazing. <laughs> I can't say enough about them. So I have one last goal-related question. Okay. Do you have a favorite goal that you've scored at Iowa? Is there one that you're like, wow, I can't believe I pulled that off? Probably my UNC goal. I don't know if anyone on this watched it, but Maddie Murphy passed me the ball. There's no goalkeeper in UNC's net. I didn't even know that. So I probably should have known that, but they pulled their goalkeeper. Maddie passes me the ball and I'm like running, running, running. And the girl like kind of trips me up, but we're in the circle. So as I'm falling, I swing at it and it goes in and I just lie on the ground because I'm so tired. But I remember being like, I'm so grateful that went in. So probably that goal, just because it was so dramatic and it was in front of all of the student athletes and all of our crowd and the support. So Probably that goal. And then, yeah, I think that definitely secured the win for us as well, going 3-1 three, three up against UNC. Just, I mean, come on, you got to score against the number one team in the country. That's kind of sweet. <laughs> Ellie, thanks so much for joining us. We're going to stick around here and wrap up the podcast. We won't make you stick around for that. You can hop off now. 
Okay, thank you so much for having me. I mean, I mean, come to a field hockey game. There's so much fun. Um, you yeah. won't be disappointed. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, Ellie. This has been the BI Scoreboard. I am your host, Austin Hansen. I'd like to thank our guest, Ellie Holly of Iowa Field Hockey for joining us. As always, we appreciate the efforts of Ben Polly, our field hockey reporter, uh, and Chris Werner, the co-host of this podcast, a football reporter, golf reporter. He's got other various titles. We just throw it all under the large umbrella of scrub. As always, this podcast is sponsored by absolutely no one. We hope you've enjoyed listening to us this week, and we hope you'll join us again next week. I shouldn't answer that. I don't know. I can't have one. Probably the, um, like the cereals. It's like the amount of color in cereals. I, in English supermarkets are like all shredded wheat. You just broke Chris's heart. He <laughs> loves cereals. There were, there were a lot of acceptable answers to that question. When I, was I didn't know what to answer. That's such a hard question. What side of the road is better? Uh, whichever side you're meant to be on. There you go. Good answer. <laughs>